0: This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, JOY. Keep JOY on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or
1: donate. Head to joy.org.au. JOY, a diverse sound for a diverse community. This is another podcast of World Wide Wave, the international LGBT news and current affairs show, every week on Australia's first LGBT radio station, JOY 94.9.
2: Surfing the globe, bringing you news, views and current affairs for the LGBT community.
0: This is the World Wide Wave. Good evening, it's World Wide Wave time, Joy's international news and current affairs show for and by the LGBTI community. We love taking you around the globe, one queer story at a time. I'm Matt and we are live from the lands of the Bunurong people of the Kulin Nation, ...in the magnificent Victorian Pride Centre and tonight I'm joined in the studio by Stefan... ...Good evening...
1: ...and Andrew... ...Hello... There has been an exodus from Russia. Many young men fled the country when conscription for the Ukraine war was announced. But even before that, the LGBT community was on the move, fearing the outcomes of Russia's expanded anti-LGBT propaganda laws... It effectively outlaws any public mention of same-sex relationships.
2: Under the laws, individuals and organisations can receive significant fines for any promotion of non-traditional sexual relations. Groups like Coming Out SPB had to leave Russia and set up in friendlier European countries, still determined to continue their work. Tonight we speak to the Executive Director in Exile of Coming Out SPB, Alexander Voronov. Here's a taste of what's coming up tonight.
3: The difference, like between uh, nowadays regime and what we had in Soviet Union, that in Soviet Union uh, there was like uh, the mobilization of people around the idea. The idea of the uh, modern regime is to make people, let's um, say, to deep them to apathy, uh, not to think about the regime.
0: The situation in Russia means lots of uh, Russian LGBT people have had to leave their country. So we thought we'd ask: Well, what what do you what uh, do you miss when you leave your home, your place? You might be going on a short trip, uh, you know, a holiday, or you might be leaving home altogether. What's the thing that you miss?
2: Russia has had anti-gay propaganda laws since 2013, but these previously only targeted the promotion of anything LGBT to children. Late last year, the law was expanded to ban almost any mention of LGBT people or issues in Russian society. It covers any attempt to promote what Russia calls non-traditional sexual relations in film, online, advertising or in public. Alexander Voronov leads to LGBT group called Coming Out SPB. He and his colleagues move their operations outside of Russia to avoid the laws. We asked Alexander what impacts the laws will have on the daily lives of LGBTIQ Russians.
3: The most uh, honest answer here is that really we don't know yet uh, because we, you know, like uh, for you who live in uh, free Democratic country, usually you know how any law uh, would work. Yeah. In Russia, we never know how exactly the legislation would work. So, uh, now this legislation work since, uh, December and we do not have uh, enough practice now. Uh, you know, we don't know how it is supposed to be used. Because uh, you know, before uh, since 2013, we had uh, uh, another the previous anti-propaganda law uh, like for children, and uh, there were a lot of people told about that a lot, uh, and all the parliament members and uh, like Putin and so on, they uh, were talking about the propaganda about LGBT issues and so on, but. Uh, actually, there were like less than a hundred cases on this law for nine years. And for Russia, you know, that's <laughs> for Russia. Uh, of course that, that's, that's awful and it shouldn't exist, but for Russia, that's not so giant uh, numbers. And uh, we don't know how exactly this uh, new law will work because maybe that will be used like very rarely, uh, but maybe that will be one more tool of, uh, repressions. I mean, for those who not just for LGBT people. Yes. But for independent media or activists or political, uh, anyone, because like, uh, We don't know as Russian government, we don't know uh, what we can ban you for. So if we look very good, uh, we will find, I don't know, maybe any article where you tell about LGBT people like a few years ago. And so that can be reason to block a media now. So we think that we can't say like... How exactly that uh, will work, but we assume that that will be the law not against like LGBT people, LGBT persons, yes, in their private lives, uh, but that will be uh, one more tool for those who disagree with uh, Russian authorities. But that's just what we think, what our lawyers think, what our specialists think. But we don't know. That may turns. In,
0: uh, anyway. We're starting to hear some early signs, um, things like LGBT books being taken from libraries and LGBT films censored or or being targeted. Is that the government attempting to shut this down or do you think people are almost self-censoring?
3: Yes, uh, that's a very important question. And that's, I think, the biggest, um, the the largest impact of this uh, law. I mean, you know, I can tell you the funny story that there is a theater uh, festival, theater, just usual, ordinary uh, theater in Russia, and they have annual festival, and that calls uh, rainbow, rainbow just just the name that's not uh, connected to LGBT issues uh, in any way, just the word rainbow and they call it rainbow. And they decided to change their name from rainbow to, I don't remember what exactly, because they think that, okay, maybe we will be pressured because of the name rainbow, because that can be like, Authorities can think that uh, anything connected to rainbow is uh, an LGBT propaganda. And actually the chance of uh, the usual theater festival would pressed because of uh, LGBT propaganda is minimum. There is almost no chance, but they decide to change their name. So that's not connected to LGBT issues at all. There was another one example. There was a scene in the TV show uh where is a woman and a man in a bed after sex and they blurred the s of men and they explained it like because that can uh, uh, contain lgbt propaganda and that's not like logic because there is a scene of uh, you know of men and women who lay in bed after sex and there we see naked ass of uh, men you know and they're like we better blur it because you know you you know how uh, how men asses work or (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I mean, and of course, I think that mostly not the pressure of authorities. That's not the pressure of the government. So on. at first, that's uh, censorship of uh, everyone who connected to distribution of this contact because there are very, very big fines, uh, for Violation of this law, and nobody wants to be punished for this because they're like tens of thousands of uh, euros of dollars, and that's very big amount of money for Russia and very big amount for you know for any corporation, even because you know corporations don't want to lose their profits. Yes. Uh, and that's mostly about self-censorship. That's not about like that any parts of government tells you should ban this or you should blur as of the guy in this scene of this film. But that self-censorship of uh, anyone connected to the uh, industry. But uh, again, m- maybe there is any... Company that publish books. Yes. Maybe the authors who are not like pro Putin. Yes. Pro war and so on. And if the government, if the authorities want to push at them, yes, they can find books that they published that uh, contains LGBT propaganda.
0: Alexander Vorovnov, the executive director of the Russian group, coming out SPB with us on Joy 94.9. And coming up, Alexander explains how some LGBT support services are able to continue to operate inside Russia. This is World Wide Wave.
2: Where our diverse
0: communities can come together. Joy.
2: Hi, this is Max from Amnesty International
0: speaking from Ukraine on the World Wide Wave. We put a call out to you, um, what do you miss when you about you know what do you when you come back home after a holiday or a break, or maybe when you've left home? What do you miss? Uh, Jamie from Rabin, thanks for your message. Um, my cat. He gives me the cold shoulder at first, but then won't leave my side. <laughs> I think that's a very cat thing actually. They've got to let you know that you've done something wrong.
1: Well, wh- when they're not plotting to kill you, yeah, <laughs> dogs can do the same dogs, thing. Dogs, they'll just
0: well, no, that, they, oh, they just can, all over they you. Can.
1: Paws everywhere, aren't they? Really? Mm. Yeah, they do to start with, and then they sulk. Oh, they—they oh, yeah. do the opposite. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So they can't help being friendly, but then they just give you the culture afterwards. While homosexuality is not illegal in Russia, local LGBT and human rights activists say the expanded anti-LGBT propaganda law means any act of or public mention of sex same-sex relationship is effectively outlawed. In a country as large as Russia, LGBT groups rely on social media and websites to deliver their work. These make them invisible. Russian LGBT support organization Coming Out SPB is one of the groups impacted by the new laws. They have set up operation outside of Russia. We asked their director, the executive director Alexander Voronov, how this impacts the functioning of LGBT groups like coming out Russia.
3: That's uh, that's a good question. Uh, you know, first of all, that's very important to understand that the situation in Russia for the last year changed significantly. I mean, uh, lots of people moved away from Russia, and those who had any opportunities to leave the country, they left the country, especially those who, you know, by the origin, who are from groups that can be the aim of repressions. I mean, LGBT people, too, uh, tries to leave the country. But there are still uh, lots of activists moved from a country because, you know, activists are usually targets of uh, regimes like that and in Putin's regime, of course. Yes, uh, there are two different dimensions. Those ordinary LGBT people who still live in Russia and who suffer from all this situation and who every day faces all this hate speech from uh, authorities, from like president, from parliament members, from ministers and so on and don't want or don't have opportunities to leave country so there are still lots of uh lgbtc organizations inside of russia who continue to make spaces for lgbt people in the regions especially that's especially important uh you know in small cities uh in russia far from uh moscow and st Petersburg, from um big cities that's very important and there are like they have their community centers in small cities they have their programs of uh, you know including new lgbt people uh, activists to the community and that's that's amazing job that's amazing work and some of organizations and some of activists uh decided to leave the country so as uh, we most of our team now in uh, different countries which are safe for us and we continue our work for those who are still in Russia. And that's really important for us uh, now because we provide psychological and legal support and we see that number of requests uh, increased like two, three times for uh, 22nd year compared to previous one. And we provide informational uh, materials and we try to work with media, uh, with bloggers, non-LGBT bloggers, to make a representation of uh, LGBT people because that's, uh, you know, like in official materials you don't see any LGBT people now in like TV shows. So we believe that our work as for people who left Russia and who won't pay uh, any fines if they uh, would be. Yes, our mission, our uh, target now is to talk as loud as we can into russia and to provide as many information provide as many support as we can
0: for those groups that have stayed inside russia how are they able to continue or are they at significant risk of being shut down
3: they can operate then okay they can work uh, and that's mm, that depends on uh how to say a uh, strategy of uh, work because for us that's really important to you know to tell uh, as loudly as it's possible, to work with as many influencers, as many media, as many, like anyone in Russia, you know, to tell and tell and tell, to uh, continue to speak about uh, LGBT people, to show that we are there, we are in Russia, I mean, LGBT people, yes, and uh, that's important. For those who work inside Mm -hmm. Russia, they can't tell loudly, you know, they can't uh, work in social media, because usually when you speak anything about, uh, LGBT in like Instagram or Facebook or contacts Russian social media, uh, you can be fine for propaganda, but they continue to work on the ground. As I said, they continue to make spaces for LGBT people. Uh, they continue to make events. They continue to provide support, uh, by the ground and to, spread the information about their work by their networks and that's not illegal you can continue your work but you have to make it you know in silence there are really like different dimensions of work and we both can uh, be useful for each other because they work on the ground they work and they grow new activists they help those who and you know for a gay person in a small uh, town in Russia, that's very important to have uh, the community to be with uh, those who like you. And we, as we moved, we can't uh, make this, but we can speak, and that can't uh, do those who stay in Russia. Both of these parts are important, and without one of them, that would be much less um, Effective, less effective. successful yes. and effective. Yeah, yeah. Yes. President Putin has
0: labeled LGBT identities as something from the West and says, therefore, we need to rid Russia of this. Do you get a sense of whether that kind of language is being adopted by everyday Russians or is it just politics?
3: You know, that's uh very easy question with very complicated answer Mm -hmm. because uh, russia is a very uh unbelievably big country and there are different like there is very how to say rich structure of uh people there is no like average russian because the situation in moscow and in saint petersburg uh is the one and in small cities uh, another i would say that the most of people in russia they don't care actually I mean, that's very authoritarian, almost uh, totalitarian uh, regime. Yes. In uh, Russia. And uh, the difference, like between uh, nowadays regime and what we had in Soviet Union, that in Soviet Union, uh, there was like uh, the mobilization of people around the idea. The idea of the uh, modern regime is to make people, mm, let's see to give them to apathy uh, not to think about the regime not to be mobilized around the idea or regime or anything uh, my friend uh, told me like a few days ago that she was walk- walking with the dog in the park and she was talking to people who also walk with their dogs in the park so that's absolutely and you know you don't know who these people and they are not from a circle and so on and they don't really know about what's going on in russia so they know that there is some some kind of military operation in ukraine they know that but they don't know uh, a lot about mobilization. They don't, they don't know about like independent media that they are closed and so on. They don't know about repressions. They just live their life. And that was the way of this uh, regime for like the last 20 years, you know, to make uh, the person as much far from, you know, all this government, uh, governmental things, uh, as possible. And they don't care about the LGBT issues and for me that most of like ordinary people in russia you know there are this way of thinking like maybe maybe this very strange letters lgbt that's something very strange and then some that's something very like not natural and not uh for us and so on but when you start speaking about like this is gay person, this is lesbian person, this is bisexual person. For them, this like, okay, and that's not my business. That's how people live in Russia. I mean, uh, they live in their own like flat, their own house and so on. And that doesn't important for me how other people in their flats live.
0: Speaking from Europe, that's Alexander Vorovnov from the Russian group coming out SPB with us on Joy 94.9. Fascinating that take that um, the regime almost doesn't want people to be engaged, doesn't want them to, you know, nothing to see here. Move on. Doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. And, and, and well, the the war as well, you know. You know?
2: Well. Yeah, that's an eye-opener. They know nothing about it. And it's kind of a double-edged
0: sword because if you're in this instance, it also it almost means that there's not the um, antagonism around the anti-LGBT uh, noise that's coming from the government. But I guess on the flip side, the government can do whatever it wants. and
1: Yeah. So mm-hmm. another Western problem.
0: Yes, the West. It's all evil. <laughs> Um, Coming up on Joy 94.9, the interview gets a bit personal. What did we ask Alexander that almost brought him to tears? Stay tuned. This is World Wide Wave. Joy, out loud, proud. It's okay to feel not okay but it's important to know that support is available. joy.org.au forward slash support has a list of support services for the LGBTQIA plus community. These include mental health and support from Switchboard and QLife. We also list support for specific members of the Rainbow community, including Intersex Peer Support Australia and Trans Pride Australia. For a full list of services, visit joy.org.au forward slash support.
3: Hi, this is Lee from Massachusetts for the World Wide
2: Wave. You're on the show that takes you around the globe one queer story at a time, World Wide Wave. A special hello to everybody listening to us on podcast. You can subscribe to receive our podcasts automatically, either at joy.org.au forward slash World Wave or on iTunes or your favourite podcast platform. And don't forget to leave us a review.
0: The world's longest-running radio show dedicated to international LGBTIQ news and current affairs. This is World Wide Wave from Australia's Rainbow radio station, Joy 94.9. The passing of the anti-LGBT propaganda law is part of a series of restrictions placed on Russians who don't agree with the official government line. Some have also said the law helps to distract from the domestic problems and the war in Ukraine, and it seems to be working. Those at risk from these laws have been leaving Russia in large numbers. Alexander Voronov is the executive director of Coming Out SPB in Russia, but now living in exile in Europe. We asked him when he realised that he needed to leave his home country.
3: For me, that was a question of, uh, of me, of myself. That was a question of uh, the organization that I uh, work with. So um, I am the head of uh, Coming Out LGBT group. And we are uh, one of, uh, I don't know, biggest, strongest uh, organization uh, LGBT organizations in Russia. And uh, that was just the question where we can work more effective. That wasn't like easy choice because I have never thought on... Uh, moving from russia because you know i lived in saint petersburg for 30 years that's uh, like my city that's my home and i know like every corner in this city i love it very beautiful uh, city and that's really my home and i want to live there Uh, but yes one day we understood that uh, that was in the beginning of the war uh that was like a few weeks after it was started we saw the new legislation against foreign agents and we are foreign agents of course we saw you know like that russian military operation uh goes not uh according to the plan and so this like full war with all the consequences and uh one day we understood that we would be more Uh, effective and we would be more helpful here because now like i can afford not to think about all the fines everything because if i will be prosecuted for something yes i'm in uh, another country i can do whatever i want and all the responsibility for uh, work of uh, our organization is on me so I hope one day one day this uh, this regime will change and I w- will be able to come back to Russia because, you know, that's really my home. And I don't think I can feel this way anywhere uh, except St. Petersburg.
0: And as a, an LGBT person with a, a profile, do you worry for your safety even though you're outside Russia or do you worry about family and friends because of your profile?
3: Uh, you know, actually, I don't worry about myself. So once again, I am outside of Russia. I'm in European Union and I hope that I, at least I hope that I am safe here. I'm not like the enemy number one or even a hundred one of uh, Russian government right now. Um, and, uh, yes, most of my friends, uh, left Russia. Uh, and, you know, re- that's a very strange situation when you live in your city for like all the life. And now I understand that I almost haven't got anyone there. So there are just a uh, few people uh, left in St. Petersburg and all others are in Georgia or Armenia or Turkey or Germany or United States or Canada or anywhere all around the world, but not in my home city. When there is
0: regime change and you get to go back, what's the first thing that you'll do in St. Petersburg?
3: Oh, you know the oh yeah, yeah oh, uh, that's very good question. You know, actually, I almost uh, oh I almost ready to cry now. Uh, oh, I want that to be in uh, in the beginning of summer. There are uh, the thing like white nights in St. Petersburg. Yes. Uh, That's very uh, light, uh, very bright nights and very long day. And I know the uh, exact spot where uh, in the summer, there are two spires very far away on a very straight street. And I know stairs when I can sit and watch how sun goes between them during the sunset. And that's Amazing. That's amazing. That's the most amazing sunsets I, uh, I remember in my life. And, you know, that's like just one or two weeks in the year where sun goes, uh, exactly between these buildings. And almost every day of the middle of June, I used to come to the stairs, uh, sit there with a glass of uh, coffee or a glass of wine or anything and watch the sunset. And I do hope that Maybe, you know, one, uh, one day the regime changes and I will be able to come back. And if, uh, this, uh, will happen in, uh, in the beginning of the summer, that would be amazing to, to be able to sit there and, oh, you know, I almost crying, uh, while thinking of that. And I, I'm pretty sure I would cry if, if not if, but when, when that happens one day.
0: You have left us with a beautiful vision of hope, Alexander Voronov, the executive director of Coming Out SPB. Thank you so much for joining us on World Wide Wave.
3: Thank you very much for uh, your interest to all the theme connected to Russia and uh, situation with uh, uh, the situation of LGBT people there. That's really important for us that you you know you are interested in our lives there. So thank you for listening and thank you for inviting.
0: You could hear the emotion in his voice there at the end, and um, mm. uh, you know it wasn't our intention to 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 make him cry or anything. But it is that that pull that everybody has towards their home, even though there's bad things happening, even though uh, he and his friends and the community are being persecuted, he still wants to go home. There's no ifs or buts. He's 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 ready to go home.
2: Yeah, totally understandable.
1: And it's, you know, the little, the, the things that we consider little, you know, the stairs where you can see mm, sunsets mm. and this kind of thing that, yeah, makes the place home. It's like
0: it's a, like yeah. an ad for, you know, Russian <laughs> tourism or something. Oh, I kind of want to go St. Petersburg. see that now. Yeah, yeah. Well, St. Petersburg used to have a mm. really lively um, gay scene and gay community. Oh, really? Um, that, uh, yeah, certainly that, that rivaled. Russia and mm. then that has just deteriorated but over the past you know
1: how do you years? come back from all these years of you know going backward? that's one of the things. when we listen to this uh, interview from Russia, there's something more every year or mm. every how do you get back when from that
0: I, I think um, a different leadership can bring a different mm. result, but I, the, the I guess the risk in uh, somewhere like Russia, and we've certainly seen it in, you know, other countries where there have been long-term domineering leaders, mm. you know, Zimbabwe and the like, um, that takes time. That mm. takes a long time to break down the, you know, what people have got used to and the corruption and all and those a, things. A, 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 and the attitude, the, the societal
1: attitude that changed because of that. And uh,
0: But yeah. I, I guess I would counter that with you... you, you have just heard from Alexander yeah. that he's going back. Yeah. He's, he's going back to a new place. He wants to see change happen in Russia. Mm-hmm. So um, for every, uh, every dictator around the world, there's a mob of people who think um, things can be done better and want change. Yeah, I guess he's not holding his breath, though. Not in a, not in a rush, no. Mm. Listen live or on demand from wherever you are in the world. Stream us live on joy.org.au. Or subscribe on iTunes or your favourite podcast platform to World Wide Wave. J. hello, this is Rosie Sagan, sticking to all the way from Belfast, to Northern Ireland on World Wide Wave. Receive LGBT news from around the world throughout the week. Like World Wide Wave on Facebook now. A huge thank you and our best wishes to Alexander Vorovnov, the Executive Director of Coming Out SPB in Russia. You can find out all about them at comingoutspb.com.
2: And thanks to Dan, Mark, Richard, Liz and a whole heap more who've joined or interacted with us on Facebook this past week. That's W3Joy
1: on Facebook. And behind the scene, thank you to our podcaster, Peter, and thank you to our social media master, Dean. We'll be back next week with more World Wide Wave. Thanks for listening to another podcast from World Wide Wave, the show that takes you around the globe, one country at a time. Worldwide Wave is the international news and current affairs show on Australia's LGBT radio station, Joy 94.9. You can listen live every Tuesday night on 94.9 FM in Melbourne and online at joy.org.au. You'll find all our podcasts at joy.org.au slash worldwide wave or follow us on facebook for the latest international lgbt news search w3joy on facebook now
0: thanks for listening to another joy podcast brought to you by australia's lgbtqia plus community media organization joy help us keep joy on air head to joy.org.au joy a diverse sound for a diverse community